There will be drinking, there will be drinking, there will be drinking and talking about stuff. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. You're on it. Get it. Get it, girl. Hello, everyone. Welcome to There Will Be Drinking. Yay! What? Sorry. <laughs> that was a long note. Uh, I'm... Uh, oh. Don't ever forget it. That's Marta. I'm Kate. Uh, we're going to discuss defending your life with our guest today mm-hmm. and also drink some drinks. Hello, guests. Hey there. Hey. How Would you like to introduce yourselves? Yes. yes. <laughs> sure. I'll think I mean, about it. We can introduce uh, you, but yeah. sometimes no, we fine. don't get identities correct. You, know? <laughs> you never know. Yeah. Uh, I am Sam Corbin. I am Ian Goldstein. Hi, guys. Hey. Hey there. Hi. Mm-hmm. We're Hello. so happy to have you. Yeah, we're really happy. And how, how do you guys know each other? I mean, we know how you know each other, but you can... That made it sound so spicy. I mean, we know, <laughs> but we want to hear how you familiar, I mean, we, How we familiar, familiar are you with each other? Like, I'd like to say we know each other biblically. No. Uh-huh. I, learned, I learned what that meant two years ago, and it was weird, because I thought that that would mean, like, you know each other from, like, Bible school. Like, I don't know. I didn't. Yeah, no, it doesn't really make sense. Sense. Yeah. Well, we uh, we know each other because we actually met through uh, an old boss of mine from Toronto because I'm from Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we are both in like comedy writing many things. And so uh, I think both of us were just at a point where we're like, we're not doing anything else good with our lives. Let's host a comedy mm-hmm. show together. <laughs> right. So that's what we do. <laughs> well, so, yeah. Well, so it's interesting because, yeah, the, uh, I met her boss, Mike, through, because I was interviewing him for another podcast that I work on. And he had an event in at Pete's Candy Store, coincidentally. And, like, not many people showed up. I don't think it was like he was doing a book reading for his new book. And so I wound up talking to Sam. Didn't see you for, like, six months also. And then you randomly, you came to an event I was throwing at. My apartment. Oh, yeah. A music, like a performance event. And that's yeah. how we started talking more. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, and I, I, I love the idea of like, we're not really doing anything. And then the yes. style of the show that you guys put on. Mm, um, yes. As uh, you know, the theme is quitters. Mm-hmm. And you right. do things that are unfinished. And just, I don't know. Because I, I, I think for like a creative and for for writers and comedians and even like artists, performing artists, you are in like that liminal space of like, this isn't done and this isn't done. And what am I even doing? Fuck it. I'm going to start something else. Yeah. yeah, there were two things that interested me when we started talking about doing a show. One was the idea of quitting because it was plaguing me. And the other one was cults. I was Ooh. like, maybe we should do a drop in cult where, you, you know, everyone needs cookies. Right. We all wear clothes. <laughs> I like maybe. That. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, and you also mentioned you were going to do a podcast on death. Oh, Yeah. And I was yeah. like, that's Trademark. <laughs> Don't take it. I'll <laughs> make it in five years. <laughs> <laughs> I also do. Th- so, so defending your life is maybe the perfect combination of death and quitting. Because <laughs> a lot of that, because you have to defend oh why you quit God. things and and, like, and your so life. Fear. <laughs> so wow. this is literally wow. like almost your soul movie. This is our soul movie, and actually, <laughs> let to further the six degrees connection. We all met at a radio club, mm-hmm. yes. and on the way home was when Ian and I were randomly discussing our favorite movies. And then he was like, this movie by Albert Brooks. And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. Keep describing it. And as he was describing it, I had forgotten this movie from long ago when it was playing all the time on TBS. Yeah. He was like, it's called Defending Your Life. Yeah. And when I Googled it, I lost my mind. I was like, this 
closed, uh, you know, <laughs> a thought hole that has been plaguing me for mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. So that was the night that we decided we were going to pick that movie to watch for this. Oh, awesome. yeah. my God. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Look at all that. Well, we're, we're really glad you did. Yeah, uh, it's I, a good thing we're all naked now. Then we're yeah, really familiar. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> all, these, all these candles and that dead goat—like it was really a good placement of all of this. Um, well, since we're, <laughs> since we're doing the movie "Defending Your Life," I'm going to talk about the drink that was made. Uh, just really, really quick. It's an easy drink. It's a playoff. Uh, something I found online called Seventh Heaven, and basically, it's um, gin Luxardo, which is a cherry liqueur. Um, sorry, two ounces of gin, <laughs> uh, half ounce of Luxardo, half ounce of lemon juice, and top that off with some champagne. I used a Brut. You can use a Prosecco if you like sweet things. Whatever. It's up to you, you know? We don't try and pressure people into making drinks exact, because who are we, you know? Great. We're semi-drink experts, amateur drink experts, which is an oxymoron. Anyway, um, it is called the Judgment City Sparkler. I like and it. That's that's a drink we're having. Um, that it is the best. Do you want like the best? I was thinking audio the of slurping cheers. it. Yeah, <laughs> the, it's clean. Yeah. <laughs> cheers to living. Okay, wait. Or not living. That wasn't the goal. Or not. Yeah. Movie. Um, use that slurp that sound. <laughs> I might reuse that for another time. Um, to do, do. So why why did you, you kind of briefly talked about why you guys picked this movie? But is there a different reason other than the fact that it was like in your dark dark zeitgeist of a like TBS movie rerun plane? Yeah, well, it's it's interesting because like even when we were rewatching the movie, there are parts of the movie that I think Sam mentioned too. It's like it's not the perfect movie. There are it does have flaws and it's and it's dated in some ways. But I think for whatever reason, at least for myself, it always sticks with me. The idea of like, am I being like him? Because I, I sense myself in a lot of ways in Albert Brooks' character where it's like there's a lot of neuroses. And just like, are you confronting fears that you should be confronting? Uh, and that's, yeah, it's like it's kind of just like always seeps through things in my life. So, yeah, that's for me. I feel like I never got closure on the movie because I had just remembered it, you know, and I was like, well, what do you what do I do now with this memory of this? <laughs> movie that is so straight to television that you know like who can i really talk about this with Mm -hmm. and then when you said pick a movie for a podcast it was like (laughs) oh my god finally (laughs) i can complete the circle which as we know is why we are naked with this all in the ritual i do feel like this is one of those many movies from my childhood that like was playing on TV in the background and I never really saw the full thing. Like, what about Bob coming to America? Mm -hmm. Oh my God, yes. I've never seen Ghostbusters because I feel like I've seen parts of it on Comedy Central and so I've never watched the whole thing. So let's, before we talk too much in depth about the the movie and the themes in the movie, let's do guest questions. Yes. We should have theme songs for a second. I was going to say, is there going to be a theme song that plays in between? No, we did that for like one episode (laughs) for the drink for like like what's in the cock and it was like a clip from The Shining with Jack Nicholson talking to the bartender and it didn't really stick. It didn't work. Because no. I, I pictured We've tried it. a lot of things. Yeah. When you said guest questions, I was like, guest question. You know, yeah. like, guest question. Yeah. We always- Coming at you hot. <laughs> there is like, especially in this room, there's an urge to do like radio voice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, bar, 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 guest questions coming your way with 95 <laughs> in the Zoom. <laughs> but, um, well, let's start with the first one. Uh, and you guys, of course, will answer separately because I assume you can't answer this one at the same time. Oh, no, we actually speak simultaneously. You just haven't given us the chance to do it yet. 
it's our singular talent. Don't ask, please. Don't ask. Are you sure you don't want to do it for this no, question? It would be so, so bad. bad. <laughs> we got okay. there. We got there. Um, okay. Well, what's your birth story? What happened on the day that? See, you were born. See, this is an issue. I, okay, this is an issue I have with my parents a lot. Where it's like, I ask how they met. I ask them about a lot of different things, and they're like, they give me one detail, and then they don't remember the rest. Mm-hmm. So this is included with my birth. They're just like, so what was it like when I was born? And they're just like, well, it was really hot. So I was born in July, and that was it. <laughs> they don't yeah, like, anything else. We have had a number of guests on where we ask them this question, and it's either that they have this elaborate, epic, crazy story, mm-hmm. or they're like, I don't know, nobody ever told me. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, you're one in a bunch of people who yeah, are like, I was, eh, I was it's not listening, important. <laughs> I was listening to episodes of the podcast too, and I think one of your guests described how he was born in another country, mm-hmm. and he was like, so like, and I'm just like, I was born like the border of Long Island and Queens on <laughs> a hot day. I'm like, that's the most specific I can get with. That's it. a great start to a short story, though. Who I was, was born, born between Long Island and Queens? Who was born in a different a day. country? Oh, Ryan. Ryan George was. was. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. Um. Okay, well, that was that was quick and easy. <laughs> I was born in I was born in Toronto <laughs> at a possibly Mount Sinai Hospital or a different hospital. Uh, you know, <laughs> I don't know. Do you not you know, know much in the either? greater Toronto, greater I, Toronto area? Yes. Oh my God! Such a local oh, term. Oh wow! Formally, uh, informally referred to as the GTA. Oh yeah. Is it um, really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and. Yeah, that's funny. That's like a big thing in Toronto. Um, but yeah, all I know is that it was 1.30 p.m. on a Saturday afternoon. So you know the exact time. That's well, pretty good. here's why I kind of Do you know, know the weight? Do you know how yeah, large your head was? Yeah, I was seven pounds, seven that's, and a yeah. half. I know it was like 3.5 kilograms, according to this like weird cardboard no, not cardboard. It was like a wooden plaque of a stork that used to hang on my yeah. door. I looked okay. at my birth weight every day. Yeah, what's your birth weight? Well, it's, I mean, 3.5 kilograms. All right, cool. Yeah. Well, Canada. We do the thing in yes, Kilogram. No, you guys have, yeah, metric system. Oh, sorry, it makes more sense. Better. You're like, when stop. I try to switch over from the metric system to the US system, I get all wonky. <laughs> a portal. Do you get I, drunk every time? Yeah, a little bit tiny. I kind of have a, a dumb question that's only semi related. Do American astronauts use the metric system? Ooh. In wow. space, I think they would have to. Let's ask Radio Siri. Let's ask Siri because I feel like <laughs> Siri. Siri? Siri has to ask this question. We have to ask her this question. Siri, <laughs> do American astronauts use the metric system? Here's what I found on the web. Okay, I found this on the web for do you American astronauts use the metric system? It's already pretentious because Siri has a British accent. Also, like, Siri, are you equipped to answer that question? NASA finally goes metricspace.com. What is it? NASA finally goes metricspace.com. And that was... It's good someone snagged that Should we get a woman's opinion? I can ask my Siri. (laughs) Sorry, I like my butler. No, we can have... (laughs) Let's have her Siri explain to your Siri. (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine? I would watch that sketch. Um, Okay, all right. I think we should go to next question. I feel like we covered you, you guys. Simple but sweet. It worked out. Um, <laughs> what have you been doing since the day you were born? Tell us, tell us, tell us where we can find out you about can simultaneously. Yeah. Well, well you we started. Started. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> 
<laughs> that went so terribly. We should have made eye contact. Uh, you go ahead. You answer. To... It's okay. <laughs> so this is like this is like from any age, from birth. You literally can give any detail. You oh want. my god. Yeah. Well, okay. When I was like three or four, I started putting like forks in outlets. Oh, um, that's a terrible life? idea. I don't know. I was really like. That's the thing. I, when I tell people this, I, they're very surprised because I was a very. Um, Were you a tulpa? Yeah, I was thinking Twin Peaks. <laughs> sorry, I sorry. I, I didn't watch it. I should be watching it. Um, but no, like I was a very, uh, what's the word? I, um, I don't want to say precocious sounds wrong. No, but, it sounds right. Okay. It sounds like maybe just curious. You were just I a guess curious, curious but also like kind of all over the place. Inquisitive. In, I guess inquisitive. I, um, yeah, I mean, I would like, if we were in like Kmart or any of the shopping stores, I would lie down in an aisle because uh, I didn't want to be I there. I still do that. Yeah, I'm right. Uh, just, you <laughs> just, you invented planking. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to at three years old, but everyone, right. yeah, no Did one you ever, attention. Do you ever go like go shopping with your parents in a mall and hide in the racks? You know, like the spinny racks. Oh, of course. Oh, I like me. I used to do that and like scare shoppers. Oh, and yeah. I would get in a lot of trouble, but for me, it was the funnest thing ever. Because you, the, wow. the, especially the big oh, circle it really, ones, it really holds. There's you like in. a metal cage, and uh-huh. you can get in there and hide. And then when they're, you know, moving the clothes aside, and they see you, it can be like, "I'm a child." I and, worked uh, at Gap for scary. many years, and they got rid of all of those just because they kept having problems with kids hiding and getting lost they're in the them. Best. <laughs> yeah. I never did that because I was too scared of losing my parents. Like, because that's what wound up happening. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, one time I was at the rainforest cafe and I guess I let go. So classic, classic stories already finished. (laughs) Uh, I was there and I let go of my dad's hand for what felt like no time. And I just reached my hand up to hold his hand again and then walked for like a meter there it is again. And, uh, it's really revealing. Oh, um, and then I hear, I think you've got the wrong hand, little lady. Oh, oh no. no. Looked up like dark Santa, like, you know, just like it, in the in the light because the light was creating like a halo around him. It was just this like silhouette oh, with no. like a white beard, you know, like actual dark Santa. Yeah. Oh, like I screamed. Was it, wait, was it, was it, and then the hippo opened its mouth. <laughs> And then the storms began. The story is so good because it's at Rainforest Cafe. Yeah. <laughs> the heavens opened up. Santa was presented, this dark force of Santa, and all of a sudden the heavens rained down upon um, Rainforest Cafe. Also, that's not the only thing I've been doing since my birth. I also one time draped a cheese string over my sleeping mother's face because mm. I wanted to know like what it would be like, you know, just to like hold a cheese string over and like let it, you know, let one of the strings just like gently coil on her face. Wait, wait, wait. This is, is this like cheese string out of a can or is no, no, this like uh, those sticks not that string you peel? Che- oh, the- yeah. What do you call those? Do you, I like guess a, che- a, string, a peelable cheese. cheese string. Yeah. Right. Oh, right. Oh, you call it string cheese. But they're cheese. usually like thick. They wouldn't coil. So you have to like peel Well, it. you peel one and right. then it becomes then very you, okay, fluky. Cool. I just wanted then, to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Logistics oh on that. would be amazing if I sprayed cheese on my mother's That's face. what I thought originally. No, I just feel like we're okay. on this tangent of how we terrorized our parents. And that was my oh, favorite man. story about it. We terrorized. Yeah. Well, the thing is, I, so I would take candy Wait. from stores. And my my mom discovered after that I had a bunch of candy in my pocket. Um, that <laughs> Sorry. And, wait. No, no, it's fine. Wait, what? I I feel like I just really quick though. I feel like I don't res, I don't have resolution of what happened with the string cheese. <laughs> my oh, mom yeah, woke yeah, up yeah. screaming because okay. it was cold cheese on her face. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Um, okay. You had candy in your pocket. I had candy in my pocket. Uh, what else? Yeah. No. I, I that. And also, we it, it seems to always involve candy. We forced 
me and my brother like would like terrorize our sister and we forced her to eat a gusher that was like under the couch for years. Oh I don't know why God. we did this and like <laughs> why yeah. did you do it? It I was probably still good. What it is, was probably fine. I, maybe I don't know. <laughs> what is your sibling arrangement? Are you oldest, youngest? I'm the youngest. Okay. Okay. Which also leads into like I had my mom recently admit that um she was overprotective of me. I was talking to her. She's like, I was overprotective of you. So like there were times where I would clearly in, like in start something with my brother and then I would like hurt him, but um, or I would do something and they'd be like, my, my dad would be like, I saw Ian do it. My mom would be like, he didn't do it. It was my brother who did it. So my brother <laughs> would get the brunt of so many things that I should, probably should have been blamed the, for. So you're um, the oldest, youngest of how many? Three. Three. Okay. Um, okay. Now I know you guys have been thinking about this question a lot since you knew that it was going to be asked, but who is in your sex pyramid? I've actually given it very little thought. Um, Did you just know right off the bat who it was going to be? No, but uh, I just hadn't thought. Do you have a thought? I have one. Go ahead. Uh, I was just saying, this sounds strange. I was recently watching an interview, like a 70s Johnny Carson interview. I feel like I I do that when I'm bored. Uh, (laughs) One of the people on the show was like Sally Field in the 70s. And I'm like, oh, yeah. She's actually in mine, too. You know what? uh, She's in mine. No, because she's like, I was like, she's always really attractive and she's like very nice. And like, I, you know, I, I saw her in like, she's Barstow. little, she seems she's really feisty. fun. Right, she seems right. super fun. Totally. She would get along with everyone. Yeah. She'd be down with whatever weird shit anyone else introduced. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, she's definitely in, um, I have to think about the others. Um, <laughs> well, so you've got like one, one like solid spry little one. Sure. So maybe sure. think about like, there's like athletic factors, right? Maybe you want like, right. you know, a, like a tall, you know, I don't know, strong one to hold up the base. Mm. I don't know. Just a suggestion. Oh, wow. I, uh, I'm going to steal that because sure, sure. I definitely Sally Field would be in mine. And I want her to be doing that. Um, I want her to be doing all her faces, you know, I feel oh, like she has yeah. so many oh, yes. faces. Yes. Um, okay. I got mine. I got my three. You know what? They're all from like movie characters from the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> it's very it's very on brand with the episode. Yes. So yeah, yes, indeed. Well, actually, it's funny that we're having this conversation because earlier today I, when I was watching the end of the movie, I was like, ah, oh, crap, I have a crush on Albert Brooks now. Like, what is my thing for like 80s and 90s men with like tight Jewish afros, you know? <laughs> and also not a lot of, I realize how little, how uh, not present his eyebrows are. In yeah. this, in this. There's something hot about them. They just like a little, I don't know. But he had like, really, his really beautiful eyes are like, uh, like greenish. He's not an unattractive Gentle man, eyes. Particularly yeah. in this Him, movie, yeah. Tom Hanks in the movie Big oh, was like yes. my crush so hard. And uh, like, you know, in his, in his middle years, um, Ben Savage. Yeah, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. and so anyway, that aside, my sex pyramid would be Sally Field, Tom Hanks from the movie Big, um, but also other movies, but like that era. Sure, you know what? Sure. Tom Hanks in Big, and, um, <laughs> and also Robin Williams. <gasps> okay, such a comedian. So here's the thing: you 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 have like these '80s, '90s, like very distinct characters. I have to ask, where is this all going to go down? Like, is it going down in, like, the food court and you're all drinking Orange Julius's? Like, what? Oh, my God, I love it. Because there's such a time era that's strong with us. Like, what? The hotel in big? The hotel room? Oh my God, you know, yeah, it's totally that Italian restaurant and the mariachi band would come and we'd all like, we'd like get sexy with the dough, you know, like spitting the dough. Oh 
Oh, no, I'm sorry. Let me let me recant that statement because it would definitely happen in the in Tom Hanks's apartment. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's where it happened. Yes, because okay. it has a trampoline. Everything else I said. It would happen Wait, with the trampoline and the apartment. vending machine of toys okay. yes. and the loft. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Getting freaky. Yeah, yeah. And hopefully at that point he would have like a trapeze put in or oh something. Oh, my God. Yeah. He would have that beluga from that one scene imported. Yes. There'd be someone making um, balloon animals. A hundred percent. I love the playful aspects coming into this orgy. You'd, 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 wait, you'd be okay with this? Like, no, if it's the character from Big, you'd be okay with this knowing he's going to transform Okay, well, back. I don't appreciate you in, infusing that. <laughs> no, it's this. Tom Hanks in Big. So okay. Tom Hanks was got of it, age. It, yeah. Yeah. Sure. yeah. Yeah. Just the character Tom Hanks. Got it. Arabic. Sally sure. Fields, Robin Williams, they're all of age. At the had time. To go there. I didn't go ahead. I didn't What's your like sex that? pyramid? <laughs> I feel like so part of me now feels like I have to fill out Forrest Gump because Tom Hanks and Sally Field are both fulfilled. Oh, so true. for some reason it led me first instinct was Robin Wright in uh, House of Cards. Ooh, I don't know why I have this odd attraction yeah. to her. No, why is that a powerful I woman? It's, it's, I feel like it's very strange, but I don't, yeah, I'm just like now that I'm, it's just my mind went there. So now it's that's like. That's not po- odd. That's bright. So now there's like a political thing involved here. So also, like, also yeah. she's very, as uh, on your point, very athletic. She's very athletic and in strong Wonder Woman. and like, okay. and, but like the silent type. I've so you've Wonder got, yeah. you have those two. Do you have a third or are you doing Tom Hanks as a villain? <laughs> I actually, my, my, my other part of my instinct went right to Tom Hanks. My like, yeah, Tom Hanks in big. So that or Tom Hanks in Paul 13. Yeah, that's wow. a good choice. Apollo 13, Young. Joe and the Volcano, Tom Hanks. Oh, that that's movie. a really good one. Jo- Splash. Oh, this is a good segue once we discuss the movie, because when we saw Meryl Streep in Defending Your Life, mm-hmm. I was like, I forgot that she did this one. Yeah, of yes. all of her many nominated movies, she also did Defending Your Life. Yeah, listen, but also like yeah. she's done also so many other silly movies in her life. This is she does she's, she has she just takes anything she thinks she'll enjoy. She's a she has no pretension. Actor. That's why she's so fucking baller. I love her. <laughs> like Kramer yeah, no, versus Kramer, great. she's like in it for like ten I, minutes, I maybe. Like she's barely in that, and like. You know, I don't know. My friends put up the show Too Many. No, I'm sorry. It's not called Too Many Merrills. Uh, it's called Streep Show. And it was <laughs> all the Merrill Streeps and their different characters. Right. Sure. Mm-hmm. Reality sure. show style. Oh, television. that sounds love, really hot. Yeah. Like they had to have so many people doing different streeps. They did. They did. Yeah. And the drag makeup was intense <laughs> yes. and amazing. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. uh, can I call Out of Africa Streep? <laughs> I was going to also say it's complicated, which I really That's like what I that mean. Movie. That's oh, a super yeah. fun I'm movie. A fan of that movie. But she probably was just like, yeah, I'd like to work with Steve Martin and Alec Baldwin. Yeah. That sounds fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I don't think anybody wants Devil Wears Prada Street. Just Yeah, you know. I would totally I would take kind of love Miranda Priestly. Yeah, yeah I would badass. totally take that street. Well, but like, where would you take her? Like to dinner? Or what do you, what do you, <laughs> you I would be her. Yeah. I would be, I would settle to you be, wanna be her. Yeah. But you don't want to hang out. Oh my with God. Her. Can you imagine if she was in the oh. sex pyramid? What would she be like in the bedroom? What? Okay. Whatever. Her underwear would be on point. Oh, that's that's for sure. really the only thing. Well, she like, would definitely oh be very bossy if something was not working, and she'd probably also have a lot of judgments about your outfits. Making she'd probably sure say something well so dressed. like like primitive and sexy, you know, like, is that where you're going to touch me? You know, like yes. she would like have that moment um, where it, like burns, but you're also in love with her. Yeah. You know. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, I did. Ian, did you say your third person? Am I forgetting it? Because I'm. <laughs> because I'm Robin a goldfish. Well, no, I, I said Tom Robin Hanks, Wright, Sally Fields. You, yeah, no, it was it was either Tom Hanks or this. Uh, you mentioned before, like someone had Prince. 
as uh-huh. a music. And I'm like, oh, uh-huh. music's a really good idea. So I was thinking of like Emmy Lou Harris would be like a nice like third balance for this. But now maybe, I don't know, Mer- Meryl Streep and Devil Wears Prada, I feel like that and Robin Wright in House of Cards might be too much. For yeah, me. that would be a lot. <laughs> that would be a lot. I lose a lot of confidence. Very you want to, you want to contribute. You know, you don't right. want to be like, yeah, for sure. I'd be okay being like, all right, you guys. I also whatever. think, regardless though, this is your fantasy. They're gonna do whatever you want. I know, but you don't want to push the personality <laughs> too far. That's you know, true, that's true. Um, so, what was your third? What did we decide on? Is it Emmy? The Emmy Lou Harris, okay. maybe Tom Hanks from Big, but I'll. Be, be they like could a, be alternate. Bench him, yeah. Yeah, you can kind of you know flip flop. Sure, that's always an option. Um, all right, uh, Chandler or Richard? I'm. It's obviously I'm going to say Chandler. What? Yeah, I, I, I know. I, <laughs> I, I didn't know this I just, about I know, you. I'm not, a, I'm not a huge Tom Selleck fan. I didn't watch. What? I, it's fair enough, that's fair. I did, no, but it's not. A, not I, I have no. I have no hatred for him. I just. I know him just from my periphery. I know him from Magnum PI, which I never watched. Blue Bloods, which I don't watch, uh, but maybe I'll watch. Um, and then Friends, and that's but Chandler's it. face oh, looks like he has also. not experienced anything. And I know. Tom, and, and he's had more of an impact on me Tom than Tom Selleck. Selleck Tom Selleck, Selleck his face wears the scars of his entire that's life. That's fine. It's you've gorgeous. never seen Quibi goes down under. Quinby goes down. What's the name of that movie? Oh, it's so good. Nobody, just me. I haven't Quibi seen that. Quibi goes down Quibi. under. But also Quibi. more importantly, um, <laughs> let's. The, uh, what is it? Uh, 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 what, uh, what is oh, the Tom what is, Selleck waterfall sandwiches? Yes. Um, no, what? but also, but also <laughs> right. Tom Selleck. What is the fucking movie, babe? The three men, and a three baby? men and a baby. Uh, yes. Right. Right. Amazing. Yes, I, I, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. He's the star of that movie. Everyone else can. Uh, Ted Danson and Steve Gutenberg. No, but they're not as important as what? Tom Selleck. Tom Selleck's the hero of the movie. I think That's I think fine. what we should go over is why we've chosen these choices. Okay, so you pick Chandler. Do you have any like affinity towards well, okay, Chandler? Okay, this is and this is not Matthew Perry. This is Chandler. This is Chandler, the Chan- character. Which Chandler is fine. as a character, I feel like in watching Friends had uh, I had happier moments watching Chandler than I did watching Tom Selleck. Okay, or watching Richard. Richard didn't. It's like okay, he's there, and Monica clearly still kind of likes him, and. There was an episode on the other night where she was in the casino and like she wanted to get back with him. Maybe I don't. I just yeah. I don't know. Yeah, mm-hmm. not. It's a nice mustache. You know? I got gotcha. you. Yeah. I all about that mustache. I like Richard because he has depth, and I feel like uh, Chandler's just about the quippy one-liners, and it's always in that trill voice. And fine. Richard's like, listen, <laughs> I am expressing me. You know, um, and I, I just feel like as a figure in my life, like who would I really connect with? It'd be Richard. We'd, yeah, it's, yeah. Well, so there's two different parts to this question. Mm. It's like who's better for Monica and who's better for you? Because I think Chandler's probably better for Monica, but Richard is better for me. <laughs> yes, I, th- I think agree. But the thing agree. is, I, I feel like Endorse. if I went out to dinner with Richard, I'd, I'd there'd be more of like. I'd be more going to dinner with my dad, which is nice. I actually do enjoy that. I like hanging out with my dad. With Chandler, be more, <laughs> my Chandler dad's be cool. More, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, I actually do like going to dinner with my dad. <laughs> yeah, because Chandler's like Chandler your, might be pretentious, actually. But it's your friend I who's like, like, like you, you enjoy dinner with him for an hour, and then you're like, all right, I'm done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But there's no pressure, though. Mm-hmm. Where Tom like. Selleck appreciates silence. 
Like he could sit there and be like, steak's good. Oh my God. I feel like his chewing would be really fun to watch. It would be like really <laughs> Oh, watching that mustache. His, his mustache would wiggle like a caterpillar. <laughs> yeah. That's what gets me. Oh yeah. That's what gets me. The, it is all about that mustache. I definitely. That, do you I think about little, your mustache at all like this? Since I, you I couldn't compare it to Tom Selleck. I feel like that's unfair. But I, yes. <laughs> I definitely swipe right on mustaches. Really? Just yeah. mustaches like by themselves? Specifically? Yeah, oh, I've only. seen too many mustaches mustache. in Brooklyn that have gone too far. Like, oh, with the one, wax. Oh my god! No, I don't want. Much. I don't want any of that. It's I want. A, I want a Tom no. Selleck. Yes. Yes. Well, we it, all want. Yeah, Tom it, it has to be a full mustache. It can't be it's, just a. It's like a sl- small one. It's no. that you can either be mistaken for a '90s porn star or a mm-hmm. '90s cop. That is True. the perfect mustache. Mm-hmm. Yes. Love it. Like you could fit into either role. I love it. <laughs> Um, okay, enough about mustaches. <laughs> Guys, what is your most Bill Murray moment? Bill Murray. So the first one that came to mind when you mentioned this, uh-huh. it doesn't make me cool at all. <laughs> uh, but it was That is fine. <laughs> this was in yeah, this was in college. Uh I was visiting my friend in Syracuse and we had some drinks. It was Halloween, and we went back to one of his friend's places. And she invited us over and uh, for some reason I was like, we should do a push-up contest. And everyone was like, that's, it was just silent because it was just like awkward and because I clearly made it awkward. And so like my friends were very nice and they went along with me. I'm like, okay, we'll do this. Um, and then like days later, like the next day, they're just like, why, it, why did you make us do that? And, and my, my friend Andrew still says like, especially you know, naked. Wait, were they naked? Sorry, no. Did no, I miss no, that part of the story? Naked. Nobody's na- nobody was naked. I'm, like, no, I'm looking at you, Sam. Like, did that happen? It was Meredith interjected. Yeah. No, I was just throwing it. <laughs> I know the way I set it up made it sound like that was the case. Well, you're making it so awkward. Like, you're making us get naked and do push-ups, Ian. Right, Come right, right. on. I feel like that, yeah, that's, I think, <laughs> honestly, I think you know that's what? how they felt. Actually, it Ian, seems like it based on the way. That's how they felt. They were re- it was really awkward. Actually, like, Ian, I'm on your side. What's wrong with the push-up? That's what I'm saying. Done push-up contest. We've had like three push-up contests at, at our house. Oh, okay. Easily at every Let's po- have one right now. And I don't think it's weird at all. That's why I'm just like, what is weird about this? All right, that was continue. How, that was, that was what I thought. I'm like, this is the best idea. Yeah, <laughs> and, absolutely. And then nobody, but and in the moment, I'm like, this is still the best idea. But then the next day, it, or, and since then too, Andrew still tells us a story of like, yeah, you remember when you made us all do push-ups? Because like, I think also they were interested in whoever's house it was. Uh, some of the girls there but I was just like they was, don't want to do push-ups in front of girls I, <laughs> I, 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 well, I, I, well I guess if unless it's done like I, I don't know I that's I don't know but, uh, I was, think you were in the right I yeah just, I think you had the right intention I, I, I guess I should have just done it by myself and then just You're let like, them I'm all yeah. go you know yes right. yeah Ooh, that like, would have been a real Bill Murray moment is everyone says no and you're just like you know fine. That's fine. true. Yeah, no. It's like playing a golf game and Bill Murray loves golf and I'm just going to do these push-ups against myself. My <laughs> handicap is five push-ups. <laughs> it was a weird night. I, listen, Ian, anytime you feel like you want to have a push-up contest, just go with it. It doesn't matter where you are. You could be at work. Wow. You could be at the it's bar. Nice. Do uh, it. Push-up contest with yourself. And people oh, who say, okay. don't, or with, or with people, get people involved. And if they don't agree, then they're losers because so they can't do a wait, push-up. So, like just ask a random person. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I mean, what is the harm? I should confront fear. Uh, this is exactly. Okay. All right. Okay. Exactly. This is about defending your life. Oh it is God. about defending your life. <laughs> muscles. <With> muscles. <laughs> <laughs> like he has no muscles. Uh, okay. All right. Yeah. 
Okay, in the next few months, I'll figure this out and get back to you guys on this. Okay, <laughs> I see Bill Murray as the kind of guy who like encourages other people to be themselves. You know, I feel like he's not a spotlight man by nature. And so I think my Bill Murray moment was when I was a camp counselor. I can't help but relate it to Meatballs because that was oh, such I a love that movie. defining. That was actually filmed in my brother's summer camp oh, in Canada. Really? Yes. Oh, wow. White Pine. Um, <laughs> but yeah, my Bill Murray moment was when I was a summer camp counselor and I had a cabin of girls who were like so terrifically weird, but like shy weird like they would rather blend in which is so much the summer camp way oh yeah where you can see that you could nurture the individuality before they start wearing like sweats and flip-flops that right. are all the same color so one night there was a midnight carnival and uh it was called midnight madness and i being the supreme weirdo that i was i had this cabin of girls that were like we don't want to be the weird ones like maybe we should put on fancy stuff i was like no we're all gonna go as weird midnight madness spinoffs so you're going to be, I just like changed the first letter of both words. So I was like, you're going to be did night dadness. You're going to be rid night radness. You're going to be bid night badness. And you're going to be Sid night sadness. It just what? kept going. Yes. But the best part was I made them literally interpret the thing. So like bid night badness, my, my camper had to put like an auction sign on her chest with like all these really bad prices for things um <laughs> sid night sadness was my camper she like drew tears on her face and called herself sid all night <laughs> and we all went to this carnival and we were the fucking weirdest people there but i'm telling you that my girls never forgot that and i felt like their not. hero <laughs> yeah that's amazing i think that is full-on bill murray moment yeah Thank that's you. great yeah. that's really great I like that was like the most uplifting one we ever. I seen. wish I really mm -hmm. Meredith. We've been talking so much. Do you know what time it is? Eight thirty-one. <laughs> oh, uh oh. It's game time. It's game time. We're going to play our drinking game now. Oh, yeah, the drinking game. We always try and surprise people with that. Because it's, it's so like different from it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's um. Anyway, <laughs> so the drinking game we're gonna play uh, is invented based on the movie that we watched. It's called Guess My Life, and uh, we're gonna do four rounds. So everybody gets to go once, um, and basically just state a day in your life. So uh, let's say it's halfway through your fourteenth year. So you will say fourteen six zero. Right. 14 years, six months, zero days. Yeah, okay. And then oh. the three of us will guess what you were doing on that day. If anybody comes close to being right, you have to drink. Otherwise, we will all drink. It's pretty simple. And if we don't know what we were doing on that day. Well, you know what? I'm not even yeah. going to ask this question. Pick Forget a day it. where you knew what you were doing. Maybe. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Good. Uh, it just makes it easy. Otherwise, yeah. 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 You're making up the so day. It's, it's so. year, month and day. Day. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Oh, no. Isn't it age? My, oh, you said age. fourteen six. Oh, that's so June age. 14th. So the years oh, of age that you are. Oh yeah, that's what I thought. Right. So fourteen six means I was fourteen and a half. Yes. Mm -hmm. Cool. Mm -hmm. Thank mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm. for the yeah. Does anyone have it's a day system? It's confusing. They want to uh, use. Yeah, I, I'll start. Okay, have, great. I have a great one. Great. Okay. Sixteen zero. Zero? Was that correct? Yeah, so sure. Sure. Wait. You were celebrating your 16th birthday. It was a kin but you, you, you threw to, a Kinsiera themed because you just were like a little bit late to the game. So you just wanted to really go all out for your 16th. 
That's my. Do I weigh in after each one? (laughs) Sure. False. Okay. (laughs) That was not what we did. Uh, Everyone forgot your 16th birthday um, and you were really bummed out about it. But then at the end, the jock that you really liked at school that you didn't talk to remembered it was your birthday. Uh, false. <laughs> also, I feel like that's the stock story. Like you must try. It's from 16 Candles. Oh. <laughs> I was like, it sounds too familiar. Oh. Ian. Um. So, okay. So you, you were wandering around Canada. Wow. Alarm. Um. <laughs> okay. Close, close. Warmer. <laughs> that's it. No, come on. Okay. Uh, Gotta try harder. Wonder, you, you ran into, um, <laughs> you ran into Wayne Gretzky. And, okay. And, and he's like, hey, happy birthday. That's it. Okay. Yeah. Well, actually, that was the closest. <laughs> okay, Weirdly, uh, on my 16th birthday, I took uh, a group of 20 to 30 new friends I'd made at summer camp that, that summer skating. Oh, ice skating. Ice skating. In Nathan Phillips Square. Afterwards, we went to the rotisserie chicken grill that I continue to be obsessed with to this day, despite being a vegan. Uh, I still You're like to vegan? go there for the ambiance. Yes. Woo! Yeah. When you said where you were making lentils and rice earlier, I was like, is she one of us? Um, uh, and then my mom, this was the highlight of the story. So my mom uh, presented me with a cake and didn't realize until she put it down or had tried a slice that there was rum in it. But it was like a rum cake, the same way that, right, you know, right. like the liquor was purely for flavor. Yeah. As yeah. soon as she realized there was rum in the cake, she had them take it away. Oh my oh God. No. She was pa- like paralyzed with fear that oh her daughter no. would become. So funny. No one in our family, you know, it's just. just <laughs> no. Anyway, that's my birthday. Oh. 16. Anyone else have a day? Uh, I have a day. Okay. Uh, 13, 7, 31. Ooh. Ooh. I'm sorry. I'm so confused. Okay, wait, but he seven, said he was born in years, July. Seven months, 31 days. Oh, I got it. Right? And okay. he said he was born in July. So it's seven months away from July. January? December? Oh, yeah, January. No, wait. Oh, yeah. wait, this is February. Oh, God. Wait. Yeah, we're playing this game so poorly. I'm this, in, I'm in 13 years, uh, seven months into the year. Oh, God. Oh, okay. So, so you're saying it. 13 years and then July. So your 13th birthday. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, so your 13th, 13th birthday. birthday. No. But around your 13th birthday. It's around there, yeah. Okay. okay. Yes, that, that's a fair assumption. Okay. I think that you were in the garage uh, and your neighbor was showing you how to yo-yo for the first time. I think that you were... Sorry, was that right or wrong? Um, no. <laughs> I think that you were at summer camp. Because you just told us you did since you were 13. <laughs> close. And you made out with your first girl. No. Neither Whoa. of those things are true. Oh, I think uh, wherever you were, mm. you were torturing your brother. No. Ugh. Not at that age. That All close. Like, Maybe all sort of close because um, so that was uh, July 31st. That was the day of my bar mitzvah. Um, oh, so, yeah, not that far away from my birthday. And pretty good guess. <laughs> we should have uh, Definitely no girl situation involved. Um, but yeah, what happened on that day was I had my bar mitzvah, which I was like nervous about for years. Uh, I fell off. I told this at Quitters too. Like I fell off the chair at my bar mitzvah, like when they lift you on the chair <gasps> to celebrate. Oh my gosh. So I, the thing is that bar mitzvah, I invited, I like middle school was not fun. So like I, I had people at my bar mitzvah that I didn't, I wasn't like so wholeheartedly wanting them there. Um, but 
they were nice enough to show off, show up some of them. Uh, so they did the part where they lift you on the chair and they dance around. And then I uh, was starting to slide off and people didn't notice. And then I slid off and then still nobody noticed. Um, oh, so I slid off the chair whoa. and then, and then ran, these are all, I realized these are all like horribly self-deprecating stories. So um, but I ran back to the table and, and what made it worse is nobody said anything. So it wasn't even like oh. anyone was making fun of me. I'm just like, no one acknowledged it. I'm just like, oh my God, this is <laughs> Weird. This is gonna stick with me for I, many years. I know it's sad, but also anything that happens sad that happens to a thirteen-year-old is all, always hilarious. It's true. Okay, okay I have I have mine. Uh, Go for it. Twenty-seven oh. years, hmm. five months, and twelve days. Where was I? I think I know what this is. What is it? You moved to New York. No. Oh, you were sitting right here in this room right now. No, I'm kidding. Uh, no. You uh okay, twenty-seven, five months and twelve days. Hmm. Okay. You went to see mean girls in the theaters. <laughs> I was I'm gonna give you I'm gonna I'm gonna drink because I was so close. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. Oh my god, I know what it is now. What is it? I think I know what wait, I'm gonna wait for you. <laughs> I'm going to stick with my other answer. Uh, you were at a job interview <laughs> telling the person you didn't want to do gymnastics anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't want to do it anymore. I really need a new job. Uh, no, what were you going to say, Caitlin? What do you think? It is? I, I'm wrong. It's the, it's not 27. It's like 24. And I'm going to look at the date right now. I thought it. Yeah. I'm, and I'm going to use it for my day. I saw Force Awakens. <laughs> Just, you saw a movie in theaters. I was close. Uh, I know. That's what I said. That was really good. <laughs> okay. Tw- 23, 2, 3. Mm, so huh. 23 years, two months away from my birthday, and then three days away from my birthday. Uh. Uh, yeah, you guys are going to have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, I threw you at graduation party. Close, but no drink. You experienced the magic of red lobster (laughs) cheddar bay biscuits for the first time. Way earlier (laughs) for that one. Um, You were walking. You you just dreaming about them biscuits over there? (laughs) You were uh, walking around Florida in Close, close. Trying to find where your birthday party would be. Uh, No. Okay. No. For, for two months. You were looking <laughs> for two months. You've been walking no. around Florida for two months. Florida's I, a big state. Uh, <laughs> Meredith and I dressed up as characters for Harry Potter and went to the premiere of the final movie in oh Wizarding World of Harry Potter. Oh, that's romantic. <laughs> it was. It was, nice. it was. I kept saying. We went as Lily and James Potter. As ghosts. But you as said, ghosts. You said it was <laughs> in the Wizarding World of Harry in Potter. In Orlando. Yeah. yeah. It was romantic because we were Lily and James Potter ghosts. And I kept saying all night, you want to make a Harry? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> all right, guys. Let's talk about this movie. From the beginning of motion picture history, Hollywood has tried to show you what the afterlife is really like. Good afternoon and welcome to Judgment City. You have any idea what's going on? No. Well, in a nutshell, you're here to defend your life, and I'm going to help you. Defend my life? Finally. Wow. The first true story of what happens after you die. Where am I? Is this heaven? No, it isn't heaven. Is it hell? Actually, there is no hell. Although I hear Los Angeles is getting pretty close. 
to do the, the details? Yes, the I got de- the deets. The DT deets. Uh, we, the movie we're discussing is Defending Your Life. It was released April 5th, 1991, written and directed by Albert Brooks, stars Albert Brooks, Meryl Streep, and Rip Torn. It was rated PG, and the runtime is 112 minutes. That is the details for this movie, guys. Let's do um, general impressions. Yes. What, do you, what was What is your guys' general? I mean, Ian, I feel like you've seen this a bunch of times, so your general impression is probably tainted by by the passage of time. Uh yeah, that's true. Uh, but actually, I, I rewatched. I was rewatching because we didn't finish it <laughs> last last. I week fell asleep. I was falling asleep. Happens. Um. So yeah, I was watching it at work today, and it actually had like a weird impact on me because I was like, uh, recently I had. And just briefly, I'd, I had just gone come from Chicago where I was, uh, my flights were like delayed and canceled. And there was a point at which I probably should have like said something to American Airlines. Like I should be staying and I had to stay overnight somewhere. So I should, I should have been like, oh, I, you know, you should put me up for a night for free. But I was like, I kind of just like gave in. I'm like, I'm not, I'm too tired to deal with this. But watching it today, there was a scene in the movie where he uh, just kind of like, he was supposed to like fight for a certain amount of money he had for a job and didn't. And I'm like, yep, this just happened this weekend. So <laughs> that's why like, I have to start changing things. Um, but yeah, so at least still has that resonated the most with me as well. Yeah. I was I, like, oh yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> like, I, have to, I can't keep giving into things. Like I have to push it. Yeah. My general impressions of the movie. I have also, I feel like, yeah, I've seen it a bunch of times, not intentionally, but like on TV. Um, I find this movie so so disturbing in in a way because to me it has like all the wrong takes about everything so what my general impressions are like at no point at no point was i like this movie is normal and exists in the canon of movies you know that i would consider meaningful in my life but i can't get it out of my mind at the same time so do you mean like kind of like for instance like the concept itself was flawed like like yeah. so like the idea of it being like this like stopover is interesting but like the reason that they're what they're all doing and defending their life is not explored i agree it's not explored enough and it's weird it's insane i mean the idea that that fear the is the soul, only thing and also fear is the only thing you have to fight. Yeah. I mean, we, it, we if we want to get into the nitty gritty, if there's a section where it's like, let's talk about flaws I have forever. Um, but, <laughs> but the, the concept that you go back and do it again, if you don't have that awareness of what you did wrong, why would a do over change right. anything? It's right. just completely arbitrary. And if you have to go back to like the day you were born, you know, in a new body, in a new life then what is the essence of a soul? Like it just nothing gelled for me. Which is interesting because like there was a scene in the movie where they have the past, they look at their past lives and Meryl Streep, who's basically like a perfect person. One of her past lives was a prince. Like she was a knight. Like like a knight in the middle ages. And my first thought was like, well, what did he do wrong that like necessitated him going back over and over again to finally become Meryl Streep? So like that, that, I mean, so that was one of the killing people. I was thinking that too, maybe. but he seems so yeah. But that wasn't governed by fear. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, maybe I guess, yeah, mm. yeah. The whole the whole like movie is just so. It was just frustrating because even without trying, there are these holes because you're talking about something metaphysical that like mm. we all think about sure. in so many different ways. That I, and I think this might be true of any movie that deals with heaven, angels, dying, time, but. Anytime someone has a take on it that doesn't answer all the questions you have, you're like, well, unsubscribe. Sure. This is wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I would say, so I, like I said earlier, I, this is a movie like my mother made me watch from a pretty young age. So I'm, I have like a sentimental love for it. And I think that what, like I, I get what you're, what you're saying about the flaws, but I really, I quite like that aspect of it because it really is just like a romantic comedy with like a high concept. Right. So like this for me, like uh, rom-coms are one of those things like I love and I hate and there's so many bad ones. And when they're good, they're good. Like, for instance, like I re- I recently was like just browsing, I think, Netflix. And I was like, I want to watch something garbage. And Practical Magic was on. I was like, uh, yes. Yeah. So it's like there's like and I was like, and the reason that's good is because there's like witches involved. Not and it's not just a rom-com. Like, yeah. I like something. I like to watch something that is a rom-com with like another element. That's a added. very good point. Sure. And sure. So so for this film, like um, like I, you know, they they satirize so many other aspects of like I loved that one. Judgment City was just for like North Americans. I thought that was really funny to make them as like comfortable as possible. And it made sense like why it was like not that multicultural. I liked that they made it just look like a strip mall and like it was from the night, like early 90s, late 80s, that the the city itself looked like any type of city that you would have visited at that time. Like I liked that they were like satirizing that type of stuff. So I think that that with the whole like yeah it's a little bit messy in places like the whole mixed bag like for some reason works and like while it's a little bit difficult to buy that these two people uh would fall in love within three days like i like i think that there is like a certain element that where you just like kind of because it's like so fantastical as it is like you just kind of lift you just kind of are like, all right, I'll go with this. I, I have to say, just to your point about the non-multiculturalism, I had forgotten about the movie. And then when the, the moment that he dies and all of you see all of a sudden you see all the wheelchairs, I screamed. I was watching it with you at the time and I was just like, why is everyone white? Yeah. Every um, single I mean, person. I, I agree with I agree with you. It's an issue. But I like I do like that. That 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 element and yeah. then like and actually while normally that would annoy me I was like that actually makes sense like why wouldn't you I, make it as like normal to your everyday life as possible My but, very mm. first note that I wrote out of out of everything I wrote I wrote is the afterlife a separate but equal situation Yeah I mean Yeah I mean kind I of think felt like that <laughs> They said that they were from the Western Hemisphere yes. of the United States I'm like uh okay you not mean like the entire LA. West <laughs> Yeah even, even LA, it's like, are you picking from a certain income bracket? Yeah. Like, why? Yeah. It was just, I didn't, I didn't like that because I didn't even, love that either. Yeah. Right. But it, was, it is the early it 90s. It is the early 90s. Yeah. Like, it, it was, that was the only reason. Early to 90s awareness. Yes. 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 <laughs> yes. But I'm with, I'm with you on that. Because I agree. The only, the only two people of color in the movie are the judge and the other lawyer. Um, and the other lawyer is very smart, though. I, yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah, just, but they, no, they very much fill a trope that's normal to the night. To no, no, the no. Early no. I agree. Yeah. I know. I'm not really justifying it. I'm just saying, like, I just, I thought that that, el- like, well, I, I know what you mean about the satirizing of mini malls and all of that. Yeah, like, and I also, am with you and also in part- like, the food culture of this, this. I was obsessed with that element of the movie because I, I love my, it. Yeah, my biggest thing, like when I That's watch heaven. Law and Order, that is literally heaven. <laughs> when I watch Law and Order, the thing that drives me the most insane is when they're eating the Chinese food and then they hear about something and they like put it down. I'm like, rude. 
I would take it with me. <laughs> it's in like a little box or I just like finish. I don't know. It just, I hate food scenes in movies where they don't finish what they're doing because something more important than eating happens. So I related so hard to all the scenes where you like don't gain weight. You don't eat calories. I was like me, Meryl Streep, it me. Well, one of the things, and it's not something that I disliked about the movie, but that I disliked about the main character, Daniel, was how much he was like food shaming Meryl Streep. So hard. Because Meryl Streep was like, I'm going to eat whatever I want. I'm so excited. This is literally one of the most important things to me right now. And I was like, that is, I wake up and think about what I'm going to eat. Well, the scene. The Before s- coffee, I think about what I'm going to have yeah, for breakfast. Scene, it's so important to me. The scene and where, he like was like, oh, oh are you going to eat the stick of that corn dog? Well, and I was like, let her. Scene, Who cares? She's dead. The, That's right. scene <laughs> where, the scene where she's eating the spaghetti and he's like telling her to stop slurping up <gasps> Ugh, the spaghetti. Stop it. I was like. Hurt. She's look at the joy on her, her face. Do what she slurping up that spaghetti noodle again. You guys are dead. She's beautiful. Uh, Yolo. Okay. Yolo. But Meryl Streep played it so cool, <laughs> where she kept a smile on her face and she's like, "I pray to God you've changed when I come back." I know. Oh, I, I, like I like that. I like that. I like that. So fire. Sorry. Go ahead. I just want to say something. The slurping scene, and I, I understand what you're saying, but the other scenes with him and Meryl Streep, the slurping scene in particular is, I, I think. That was more of him being neurotic, which is not fair. He was being neurotic because his prosecutor is right there. Yeah, but she's no, so she overreacting. But she was enjoying so it. He's overreacting. Ian, you're wrong. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. There's no like, reason for him his to react His embarrassment doesn't justify like, him being you know, not that nice to her. Right. But I'm just saying, like, in that moment, I related to the idea of, like, I'm I, anything that happens right now would be embarrassed by. He was yeah. embarrassed for a Meryl reason Street. that is Yeah, no, I agree. Anything, I agree with why. you. It was relatable. But at the same time, I'm like, look at her face. She is enjoying herself I just so want much. that needle to go on forever. Yeah. <laughs> I do feel like my general impression of this movie is that the humor in it and the way Al- Albert Brooks I don't love the way Albert Brooks directs. I like how he writes for the most part. Totally. Um, And the thing in this movie that I just kept thinking of, and maybe it's because I went to therapy today and then I watched this movie is that I really feel like he had three or four good months of therapy. And then he wrote this movie about how he's conquered his fears and it's super relatable and we can all watch it and be like, I know exactly what they're talking about. Um, The the mechanisms of the fantasy and of this uh, interpretation of the afterlife and also like the manic pixie dream kill nature of the romance, uh, maybe are throwaways, but I really, I did like his writing when it revolved around like your cognitive awareness of how you deal with life. I did like thinking about when I started reading more stuff online, I loved when people referred to it as a philosophical movie because it is so surface level in, in its appearance and in its chintzy yeah. strip mall kind of takes. But I also love the idea that it's offbeat yes. and not trying to be indie, but is like sure. a thinker. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's, it's easy. It's very accessible. Like yeah. this is like, these are not complicated problems yet. It's, yeah. it's something you don't really want to think about well, at the same yeah. time. Yeah. I was going to say, it's not like, and also like that's the thing, and looking back, it is one of my favorite movies. I don't, I don't consider it one of the best movies ever made. I agree. Like the directing wasn't this, you know, a phenomenal feat or anything. And there are definitely flaws within the movie. Well, and the look, the, of, the look of it is so, so generic. Yeah. Like it's right. like, a, yeah, I think that's but, kind of on purpose. Though. No. And I, yeah, I, love, I like and, that. Yeah. And the, like his other movies are all like that too. They're just like this sort of like, 
you've seen a thousand of these movies. Like it's a thousand and one sitcoms. I think that's why I love the eighties and nineties is because there is that feel to those movies when it's like, it just wraps you in this warm aesthetic hug. Oh yes, exactly. Yeah. I do. There's like the aesthetic of this movie. I love my biggest complaints about this movie are tropes that are common nineties movies. Mm -hmm. Like it's real, which is something you can't escape. One of the articles I read that came out at the time, they were saying, talking about Carpe Diem movies. Uh, so there were like three different, like a, at that time, there were a bunch of movies that were, uh, I think someone in the New York Times called Carpe Diem movies, which is like Dead Poet Society. Yeah. All these ideas of like seize the moment type of movies. And they said why this is good was like it, it grapples with death. Um, you know, not in oversized terms. It's not pretentious. Uh, it doesn't depend on melodrama, which I thought was interesting. I'm like, it's, it, do, it doesn't, it's, it's pretty, like you said, you know, Meredith said, it's like, I it's, do it's, like, it's, it's yeah. accessible. And um, yeah, yeah, well, like even so like you see it, like him dying is like the worst way to die. And mm-hmm. it cuts immediately to comedy. Like it doesn't yeah. even like right. you don't give a second of tragedy, tragedy which I really appreciate that. That was a real successful point of the movie. Yeah, yeah. Like that transition from him dying to just like straight up comedy. Like now we're in assembly line. Now we're it going does. to a hotel. Now he's like can't speak and he's like going to sleep now. Like it's I love that whole transition of the movie. Yeah. was excellent. And the movie that I think that this is paired with a lot is What Dreams May Come. Robin Williams with oh. another gentleman Ugh, in awful. your um, and me. that movie's so fucking depressing. Oh, it's awful. And What's it, it deals with it deals with death. This guy dies mm. and he goes to like a a, a, a liminal space and um, Cuba Gooding Jr. is there as this guy and he's trying to find his wife who's also died but she killed herself so she's in hell. Super depressing it's and awful. terrible. It's awful. But it kind of deals it. with a similar thing, like the things that you've done in your life and how that affects you in the afterlife. Um, and really more, it's just about how you live your life than the afterlife. And so these two movies are aligned in those themes, but this movie just does it in a much lighter, easier way. And it doesn't have a hell. Yeah, I like that too. I like Reincarnation is fun. Yeah, I like that there. there's no like damning of any person. Sure. Like, Everyone, yeah. I don't know. Like, no, no yeah. one's really a bad person in this well, world. Well, it's interesting because, like, I not to we brought up Judaism or I brought up Judaism like three times already. But that I know that's something that's talked about. Like, sure, I think rabbis have said that this idea that like there is no really hell, but there's the afterlife for people who are I guess more evil is that you uh, essentially watch all the moments in your life that were very embarrassing to you and sure. have to, like relive that. Um, yeah, so that's I guess, one of the parts of Judaism I like the most is that there is no hell. Right. Right. Really nice. Yeah. Yeah, so like I, I guess that's like a maybe. I mean, I don't know if he did it intentionally, but it could be a play on. Well, that. I mean, he is he, he is, is Jewish. He, he is yeah. definitely Jewish. Yeah, <laughs> really is definitely so of the tribe. His real name is his real name is Albert Einstein. Also, stop it! Oh wow, Albert Einstein. He was oh born my god, Einstein. that explains why his hair is so good. Um, <laughs> so I will say that my my big issue with this is that like I I mean I guess I've voiced many big issues, but. One of the big ones is that I have for a long time grappled with fears of death, hence why I do a podcast on death. Sure, to sure. To me, even hearing a mention of the idea of forever and ever and ever or like purgatory or judgment or reincarnation, I just think about it. I, yeah. I'll, I'll go there myself. Sure. And so, I, I mean, yeah, I think I hear what you're saying, Meredith. I think it's such a successfully 
uh, oblivion or, um, you know, it keeps all the demons at bay and just focuses on this like high concept rom-com, which yeah. I can buy. But it kind of dips toes into waters where I'm like, oh, you're going there because I'm going to go further than that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And yeah, so it's, sure. it, it's hard to watch for me. Yeah. Well, especially when they're just judged essentially on like whether or not like like we had mentioned before, uh, like for a moment was especially since they're only judged on how much they conquered their fears. Right. Which which makes me think of like, what if like a really evil person was down there? Like, they're well, he wasn't afraid of anything. All the time. So I guess yeah. we'll move on. And then, yeah. or, or like they said, like children move on automatically because like they don't have any fears at that yeah. point. Like they're uh, just. Yeah. Like they're innocent, yeah. Yeah, they're they're totally innocent, and like kids don't have fears. Like as a gymnastic, no, coach, you don't realize what your mortality you, is until your mid twenties. Yeah, kids do not have. Fear. Also, maybe they move on because it's like, what would a do over involve if they're only five? It's like they don't even have that much time to unfuck up. So yeah, exactly. Maybe that's why they move on, y'all. Yeah, um, I'm just curious. Right. Also, the precursor to the ending, what everyone thinks about that, where they said like the final fear that was like the nail in the coffin for his judgment was the fact that he didn't. You know, sleep like, with her. Yeah, and, and I'm just wondering what everyone's thought is on that because, like, oh, um, uh, I mean, I the I fears agree. that were pointed out in his trial to me were not super believable fears. Mm. They were like white pri- male privilege fears. Well, and they just they also weren't like like the most emotional scene in the trial for me was the baby with the parents fighting. Mm. And even that was kind of like predictable. Like there's so many things that happen in our lives that are, that are filled with fear. Like this is a, this is an emotion that we all identify with and can feel. And I don't know if those scenes really represented, represented what human fear is like. The truth is though, some people don't have, like some people have that privilege of life, but like fear, like that much, like that, those were his most like, yeah, terrible. like public speaking, not asking for income raise, like those are not you, beating up someone on the, I mean, that's, that's normal. A good point. Well, and also those are, and those are the types of fears that like affect the rest of his life. Right. Like, so like, let's say he got into like a car accident. Like he's not going to be thinking like, yeah, that's a, fr- like it's, that's a, fr- like you're afraid, but that's not something that, necessarily changes the course of his life whereas like not having that speaking engagement but the fear that really cripples us is like way deeper than than that immediate fear but i but the thing is i i liked it because it was really i don't know like i there are definitely more serious fears you go through in life and i I think even one of the things that was interesting to me was like the one where he's in the skiing accident where they're like well that wasn't really facing your fear you were basing it on survival which is i know that's a whole that's a separate thing too sure but i i don't i like the idea I, i get that there could be like a white you know, privileged idea in this too, but I, I just, I like that idea that these are universal fears. I understand that people go through harder things yeah. in life too, but I, I, I kind of like that. Like they're very surface. But, but, but what about the surface level things that you can't overcome? Like why, why can't, then why can't you overcome them? Like why, yeah. why those are, you're obviously still afraid of something that's mm-hmm. there's something deeply rooted there. So. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, like the idea of fear as being this limiting factor, that whole thing didn't feel that believable or important yeah. to me. Yes. Because, and and this is what I kept thinking about the entire movie is that this is very much Albert Brooks' take on life. Oh, right? like, absolutely. Sure. That's like why I said, saying. that's why I mentioned the white privilege yes. thing is because like, I was like, there's that, that sense that like, there's a certain oh, type man. of white male that's only going to deal with these types of issues. And like, that's those what he videos would have been way different if they were women. Yeah. yeah. 
Absolutely. I definitely don't. I'm not definitely not here to like disagree with that or anything. Yeah, but yeah. it doesn't mean that it's still <laughs> not just, fun to watch. Yeah, I agree with you, Ian. I agree with you. I'm on your I'm like on your team. Attacked. He's alone. No, I'm not no, no, women. I, no. Ian, I love There's this that. dead goat here, and there's oh, these naked women. Was male. Now we're talking about white privilege. Quick, say something into the candle. I no, I'm totally on your like. I'm on your team. Like, I agree. This movie is super fun to watch but like yeah I, th- like, I think if you're shooting for like a more dramatic or sci-fi or whatever more like thriller whatever then you can address deeper issues but I guess because it, like you said it's more romantic comedy. it's a, right. it's a rom-com the, the fears like, were light yeah. just as the movie was light yes. you're right yeah I, I, yeah like it's <laughs> it, sure ser- it served the, like, the whole the concept served the plot and yes. I think that that's like uh-huh. that was that was all there is to it. If there yeah. were to be a, a message, a takeaway message, what would you say the message of this movie was? Uh, YOLO. <laughs> uh, no, it's more like yo a hundred times. Yeah. <laughs> yo a lot. Well, I, I would mean say like, like love's like, worth fighting for. Uh, Interesting. No, I think the message of this yeah. movie is no. just. <laughs> I think really (laughs) I think the message of this movie is like you could die at any time. Like don't don't let your fear cripple you from doing what you want to do. I know that's like such that's such like an Instagram quote in front of a sunset, but it that feels like what this movie was trying to tell me. And I'm fine with that. I believe it. How many of us like this movie? I liked okay, it. Okay, okay. I liked no, it. No, I, li- I did okay. like nice it. Nice movie. Okay. Will I watch it again? Probably eh, never. Don't Unless it's on TV, then I probably won't. Oh, yeah. I love a movie on TV. But yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love this movie. Will you watch it again, Ian? I, I, if I, don't, have, I don't have cable. Uh, but that's, that's such a Brooklyn thing to say. Um, I, <laughs> I will watch it again at some point in my future. Okay. I will definitely. I think what I love about the movie, I guess this would be my like final word on it, is like it really did shine a light on that space of not mediocrity, but like forgettableness that yeah. so many people go oh, through yeah. in their lives. Yeah. And I think that would have been my like message of the movie was just something about. Yeah. If they touched on legacy. that a little bit more. Yeah. I think that I agree with you. Some mm. so, like meaning making, because at the end of the day, you're going to be called upon to defend your life. So if you don't know the reasons why you did things, yeah, there's definitely someone who can. But that's harder you know, to make as sure. a, that's harder to conceptualize in a rom-com. Well, someone should ask Mary Shelley to do it. <laughs> she's into the weird didn't shit. She, she's, didn't she die? Uh, she was born in like 1890 something. Yeah. So I'm thinking I probably. I think she wrote dead. a book about how to bring her back to life and it's called <laughs> We should consult it. Uh, what, any other last thoughts? Uh, no. Bring it in. No, I've, I've, Mm-mm. I've said, it. I love Mm-mm. this movie. Go see it. If you haven't seen it. Actually. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, definitely see this movie. It's, it should be in the criterion collection. I like for it. as I, many critiques as we have, like it's still a weird movie that I haven't seen many of. Yeah, for sure. There's not, yeah, there's not many versions of this film. It's no. pretty much a one of a kind. So you should see it. Okay. So guys, uh, for people who want to follow you and hang out with you and stalk you, how oh. does that happen? Do you have a show coming up? You we do. do. Right? Mm-hmm. We do. September 25th. Uh, I resent that. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you guys yes. both set up the same time. September 25th. We have an SNL writer. We should stop while we're ahead. We have an SNL writer. Zach Bornstein. Zach Bornstein. Amazing. 
and Courtney, Courtney McGinnis, McGinnis, right? Yeah. Oh, so exciting. Oh, cool. um, on Yeah, that's Monday, September 25th at Pete's Candy Store, which is mm-hmm. in Williamsburg, Brooklyn yep. at 7 p.m. that day. Uh, so come I on I can totally out. make that one, actually. <gasps> yes, we'll I would love there. to be there as well. I went to the last one. It was great. We're or not, finally maybe two done. Months so ago, we've been awesome. recording our episodes for Twin Peaks on Mondays, and now we're going to have Mondays oh, for yeah. So we'll be there. We'll be there. Yeah. And uh, you can follow, I can't speak for both of us because we don't have the same handles, but uh, you can follow me at, on Twitter at Ahoy Samantha. That's my name. (laughs) Ahoy part, Uh which is like how you say hi to a pirate. Uh, Yeah, that's me on Twitter. Yeah, and you can follow me. I couldn't find Ian Goldstein because I was taken. So I did at Ian Goldstein, yes. Amazing. I was really yeah. excited. I thought you were going to do like a weird troll where you're like, you can follow me at I couldn't find Ian Goldstein because my accounts are set to private. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, okay. um, and you can always follow us on all of the things at there will be drinking podcast.com. All of our handles are at TWBD podcast because because as you would imagine, there will be drinking is already taken. Uh, was it? Oh, on yeah, it sure yeah. was on Twitter. Yeah, but not um, on Instagram, but not on Instagram. Like, we got to keep this. We, we made uniformity, this. you know, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that SM strategy has got to be tight. <laughs> um, you can always email us at TWBD podcast at gmail.com. If you have very strong feelings um, or if you're Albert Brooks, please email us. <laughs> And um, oh, if you're Albert Brooks, especially, yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, keep those drinks flowing and going. That's pretty much. That's pretty much it. Well, also, thank you for coming. Yeah, don't Thanks forget. For you guys are amazing. So this is so fun. fun. Oh, there's no new reviews, but don't forget to rate and subscribe so I can read your. Oh, we love rate reading and subscribe. Reviews. Yes, you yeah. gotta do that. Um, signing out for Evs. Love you. Bye. <laughs>